Welcome to DBPA, the Drunk Bitches Podcast. I'm Jamie. And I'm Sarah. Each episode, we pair a wine with a topic where you get more lip with each sip. So let's get started. But first, pass the wine, bitch. Hey, DB peeps. It's time for fall festivities. <laughs> Yay. I love fall. I do too. I just don't like what it's leading up to. I agree with you. I feel like fall is definitely my favorite season, but yeah, it's it's hard the fact that it then brings snow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> At least for us up here. Yeah. But I am excited to try this wine. Oh my God, me too. So uh, do you want to tell us what we're drinking today? You guys, hold your breath. We're drinking a Riesling. <laughs> we're drinking a Spätlese Riesling from... Mosul, Germany. And what does Spätlese mean? It means late harvest. So ah. we thought we would pair this late harvest wine with harvest or fall activities. So good. <laughs> I'm just proud that we remembered to actually like tell the topic oh, with yeah. the wine pairing yeah. at the beginning. Do you know Spat means late in German? Yes. Yeah. I did learn that. Yeah. Um, but the tricky part about this, I think, is that oftentimes people associate it with like super, super sweet wine. And it's not. It's not necessarily. Yeah. So, um, Sarah, you're going to pop yeah, this. Yeah, we'll get into oh, that, whole, uh, that whole classification system here in a minute. But, um, yeah, this is Carl Herbs. Carl Herbs. Yeah. Um, so while you crack and pour. So Carl Herbs is, it's obviously, it's a dude's name. And it was, it's... Oh, that kind of popped. Even it actually it, did. That's crazy. Is it slightly sparkling? I don't know. Slightly it effervescent? Be. It's a 2018. I thought I would get the 2018 as opposed to the 2019. A, because it was a few bucks cheaper. But uh-huh. B, <laughs> B, because um, I thought like a little extra age might be good too. Yeah. You know? Well, should we cheers to yeah. the fall? Let's do it. And to harvest. And to harvest. Oh, I'm, I get the petrol already. Do you? Yes. It's crazy. Okay, so it does actually look, I feel like there are little bubbles in my glass. So I do think it had like a little extra Oh, yeah. I see Something, that. which yeah. probably means that there was some uh, residual sugar. Just a little bit because it'll continue to ferment just slightly sometimes in the bottle. Ooh. This is pleasant. Oh, I definitely get the petrol. Yeah, mm-hmm. don't you? So but it's like oh, but petrol it's like... is um, a very notorious smell aroma for Riesling, especially from Germany. Yes, that's been aged well. Yeah, you're right. No, that is it is a very characteristic aroma found in those German Rieslings, and some people like really dislike it, but oh, other like people it. love it. And I remember Sarah was this like what two years ago three years ago that we went to an all Riesling tasting that that was where it like it smells maybe a little less appetizing than one might hope for a wine but when you drink it it's it's something special I always take it as a I don't know I like that it there's such a distinctive trait to the wine you know and and I enjoy that very much so that's your that's everyone's tip for like if you're doing a blind tasting and you smell something that kind of smells like gasoline or beeswax it Mm -hmm. could be your Riesling so that would be a a fairly safe guess yeah all of the things considered too so do you want to tell us a little bit about Carl Herbs and 
Yeah. And then we can talk about what late harvest wine actually means. Yes. Okay. So I will try to zip through this. Um, and one of the other reasons why I actually do like Riesling, it might actually be like my favorite white grape because it does have this like zippy acidity mm-hmm. um, associated with it. So anyway, I will zip right through uh, about Carl Herbs and about the wineries and or the winery and the vineyards they've got there. So this, Carl established this in Germany in 1967. So they've been making wine on their property under that name since then. Uh, It's now actually managed both by Carl and his son Stefan. This estate covers five hectares, which is the metric system, right? Or for us here in the States, 12 acres. So it's small. I was just going to say, so that's actually pretty small. Yeah. And it's even more surprising when we learn a little bit more about the vineyard itself. So it gets like even more impressive. I was going to say, because I've seen this plenty of times. So the fact that it's only... 12 acres is crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so one of the reasons why Moselle is really, like, a fantastic place to grow Riesling is because it has all these, like, super, super steep slopes for the grapes. And grapes definitely do best on southern-facing slopes uh, because of the sunlight and, uh, you know, it tends to pick up and warm up and hold the heat longer. The cool thing, though, is that these are... Red and gray slate soils uh, within their vineyards, which actually store the sun's energy for the night. And so it's going to introduce like a really amazing minerality uh, in the wines. Um, They also, with the steepness there, this also means that all of their work is done by hand. They physically cannot use machines to prune, to um, clean up the canopy, to pick the grapes uh they can't do anything mechanically everything is done by hand and some of these really really steep slopes it's really challenging i call this out a little bit because when we start to think about like all of that manual effort and i know we've talked about this in the past it just means that you need to pay more hands to do really really hard work yeah and so i feel like that means we're going to expect to see slightly higher prices in some of these wines and um just wanted to note like you know, there's there's a reason behind that. It's not just for shits and giggles because they want to make a, a nice buck or two. Okay, the other super cool thing about this is that their wine their wines are all on non grafted Riesling. So that means it doesn't have North American root stock. Oh. That's kind of risky so in my were, opinion. Were they not affected by I guess Palaxia? not? And so I don't know if that means that they still could be eventually. Yeah. Which is really I, I would assume very scary because a, they have some of their oldest vines are between 70 and 80 years old, still producing the That's recent crazy. grapes. Yeah, it's insane. Um, okay, so the uh, I believe that the this wine comes from grapes grown in two different vineyards that they have. One, and don't judge my German. <laughs> One is Urziger Wurzgarten. Or Urzig Spice Garden. Oh, okay. Uh, it is one of the steepest in the area. It also has great minerality because of the rocks in the soil. And it says that singular wines from that particular vineyard, uh, which they do produce single vineyard wines, possess exotic and fruity aromas and have profound character, making this one of the world's foremost vineyards. Wow. Their other vineyard is called Erdener Trepchen. And this... That doesn't even sound like German. It doesn't. It doesn't. I guess there might be a reason why. Um, Maybe not, though. 
I could just be a horrible accent um, <laughs> in German, but this vineyard was actually used for winemaking in the Roman times. Okay. Yes. So there was um, a wine, a Roman wine press that they discovered from the third century AD. That is crazy. It's insane. They were making wine back then. Well, that and that this wine press has, it's still there. Still there. I mean, they don't use it, but they, they did discover it and reconstruct it. It was also used in the Middle Ages. And so when it was used in the Middle Ages, they actually um, installed steps, stone stairs to put up the hill to improve that accessibility. And so the name Erdener Trepchen actually means Erden's little staircase. Oh, okay. Yes. So those wines from that particular vineyard site are typically vibrant, full-bodied, and fruity with a mineral aftertaste. So I I thought those were like really cool, unique things about each of their vineyard sites. Mm -hmm. One thing that I will mention, and this again kind of speaks to price points for these wines, even though this one I think was only like $17, it's not not bad bad at all. Um, Totally worth it. Um, Actually probably could pay more to be honest but um their motto at carl herb is quality over quantity and so they throughout the whole growing season intentionally reduce the number of grapes on the vine and in addition to that they do a select harvest so there are they kind of do passes through where when they it's time to harvest um there is it's spätles and then there's auslese and that is when you actually select individual berries and so you don't just take like bunches of berries yeah, um, as opposed select, to right. their select. Exactly. And so for Spätlese, that is, they more often, I guess, take the, the whole bunch of the berries right. uh, from the canopy. So anyway, that is, that's kind of all I really wanted to say about that. Oh, that's really interesting. I, I mean, we've had Carl Herb wine before. I mean, it's we have, good. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm so, again, so shocked that it's only 12 acres and I know, like, they do it all by hand. That's I know. crazy. I know. Backbreaking so, work, literally. Yeah. Well, yeah. And that $17, I mean, that's nothing for a wine of that quality. Right. And it would have been really cool, and I'm sorry I didn't do it now, but to get both the 2018 and the 2019 and to do them side by side. Oh, yeah. Like I said, it was like the 2019 was $3 more. So nothing, again, that would break the bank. I was just curious of having like a slightly, slightly more aged wine because Riesling is also one of those white grapes that is known to age extremely well. Right. But you need to get a really good Riesling in order to kind of lay it down for, you know, a decade plus or two. Uh, so what can you tell us about Riesling or uh, late, late harvest? harvest so we've general. talked about Riesling before, but I think what is unique is late harvest. So like, what does that even mean? Does it mean we're drinking it in fall? I mean, I mean, it, true. <laughs> um, so it means that they're made from grapes that are left on the vine even after they reach their peak ripeness. So they're quite literally left hanging. <laughs> Um, so they become sweeter over time and it's almost like raisiny, you know, um, some of them, yeah, some of them can be raisiny. Yeah. And so the sugar content becomes more concentrated. So typically late harvest is one to two months after regular harvest Mm -hmm. and there's going to be higher residual sugar and, um, higher potential alcohol than standard table wine. Because of that sugar? Yep. Yep, exactly. 
And it's not just Riesling. Riesling is a very common one, but it can be Chardonnay, Syrah, Pinot Gris, Vignet. Like, yep. you can have a ton of different late harvest grapes. Um, but Riesling is one of the most popular varieties um, because it has a naturally high acidity, like you said, because grapes lose acidity as they hang on the vine. So yep. if you have a high acidity, then you'll be good. Um, and the very best ones come from like cool climates so where fall temperatures drop quickly so that would be germany northern france new zealand mm-hmm. uh, washington state yep and then i've even seen some from michigan now yeah and and the finger lakes yeah i mean exactly. we talked about that back then yeah. yeah so in france you'll find them in like in the alsace and they'll be labeled as vindage tardive or vt so it's kind of rare, but I guess if you can find it, definitely try tasting it. And then, okay, so for U.S., uh-huh. Karen McNeil recommends Chateau St. John. Oh! Special select late harvest Riesling. And I'm pretty sure you bought that I when we were there. That. that is her wait, one of choice. Wait, that's insane. Because, Sarah, do you remember, like, we were there, and I was like, oh, I kind of want to buy something. And then I went to this, like, half-off section, mm-hmm. and sure as shit, it was a late harvest Riesling. I bet you it's the same one. I bet you it is the same one. And I, when I read that, I was like, oh, my God, I know Jamie has that. That's crazy. Uh, I still have that laying down. That's at my parents'. Yeah. Oh, damn. That one would have been really good to have here. Okay, anyway. I know. We'll I try knew, it. Yeah, we'll try it a different time. I knew you had it. At, uh, I figured you had it at your parents'. And so, isn't that crazy? So, getting back to Germany, like we said, Spätlese means late harvest. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't actually mean. And this wine is a little bit sweet. So the, it's they're fully ripened, so there's a greater fruit intensity, and it's fuller body, right. which you can tell. There's a creaminess, there's a full body to it. Oh, we don't um, even we didn't even say the ABV on this one. Oh yeah, is it only seven and a half? Yeah, it's seven and a half. Which is kind of surprising. So it is sweeter, yeah. It is sweeter, but it's not. It, no, it's not like an and overly sweet. Yeah, thing. and that's because it has high levels of acidity that usually offset that sweetness. So. The least ripe grape is Cabernet, so your normal Riesling, that's what you would be. Then it's Spätlese, then it's actually Auslese after that, and then Bernauslese, and then Truckenbernauslese, and then Ice Wine, which is Ice Wine. So the ripeness is based on when they were picked, not the final sugar content of the wine. So the Bernauslese, I think Bern means berry. I think it's Bernauslese. Barren, I'm saying it right, yeah. But yeah, it means berries. Yeah, berries. Um, and that one's a little more expensive because that one, everything is selected by hand, like what you said. Uh-huh. But uh, more so than the Auschlese. Right. And they also are affected by that noble rot, which mm-hmm. is desirable. Yes. For this type of wine. Um, so anyways, so that all means on the ripeness of the wine for Germany if you want to talk about sweetness, then you get into like trucken, which is dry, and I don't know what this would be called. Um, I don't know if it's on here. It doesn't. It doesn't say. It doesn't say. Yeah. But so it's 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 kind of confusing, I guess. Yeah. So that and that's the reason why I asked like what the ABV is because, like trucken means dry, right? Except. When we're talking about the Trockenberry and Auschlese, that is dried berries selected harvest. Right. Or selected late harvest. Right. So it just kind of like lumps all of that uh, together. Sometimes like, and I think there's a there's really a push for different uh, wine producers to start putting 
like indications or indicators of sweetness on their labels yeah. because people have re- really no other way to kind of denote what it is. And so the only way, the trick that we learned a few years ago, that recent tasting was to take a look at the ABV. Yep. And if it's something that's, you know, pretty low, like under... I think they said under 12%. I, I would even say, like, if it's under, like, 11. 10 yeah. um, or 9, it's going to be more sweet, um, yeah. more likely. But, again, like you said, Sarah, there's that acidity that really just balances out the mm-hmm. sweetness. And so I feel like when we can tend to taste more sweetness in Rieslings, which I, I think is what when people and what I fully admit I used to think of every time I heard Riesling, yeah. I was like, oh, God, it's this sweet, awful, right. sickeningly sweet you know, cloying, like whatever horrible wine. Right. Not the case. Definitely not the case. And that's where I feel like it's scary to look at the German labels, but I feel like you're, uh, you know, overwhelmingly going to get a much better wine. Um, yeah, I agree. Down. Yeah. So those are some tips. Um, what are some, uh, what are some good food pairings that we've got with, uh, yeah, so with Riesling or maybe these d- more desserty, sweeter ones? It's perfect for fall again. Perfect. It, it pairs with a lot of fallish type um, foods. So, like, d- definitely all eight harvest wines with dessert makes sense because you're pairing it with sweet. Um, but, you know, for the late harvest Riesling, like, there's notes of apple and pear. So, if you think of like apple pie, apple strudel, and oh, yeah. apple strudel is German. So, if you have a German Riesling, that's kind of perfect. Oh, yeah. Um, but apple pie, I mean, everyone thinks of apple pie in the fall. Um, and then also because there's good acidity, uh, you can citrus desserts. So like lemon meringue pie, mm-hmm. like lemon cream pie, things like that. I think another um, reason why it would be good with the citrus is because it does have that acidity. And remember mm-hmm. when we di- we talked about like the wine and food pairing, we said that there are certain things that you should try to match. And so like matching levels of sweetness, otherwise one is going to seem less sweet and be underwhelming same thing goes with acidity like if you're having like really sit like you know citric acid yeah from citrus fruits you're gonna want a pretty acidic wine otherwise because uh, it'll help kind of even things out um and then it doesn't fall short so yeah i think that's a, that's perfect what about cheese i think riesling yeah. and cheese is amazing um so riesling is actually and i don't know about late harvest riesling but Riesling in general is actually um, the most versatile wine to pair with cheese. But for specifically for late har I mean, I guess besides champagne, but for specifically for late harvest um, Riesling, you want salty cheeses. Um, mm-hmm. Something that really I thought was interesting would be blue cheese. Oh. Uh, I think that actually might go really well. Um, Gouda, feta, sharp cheddar. So those are some examples. Or you could do, like, a goat cheese with honey because that's See, honey. See, I think that would be perfect yeah. with a late harvest. I do, too, because the those honey undertones of yeah. the late harvest. I mean, Slight it creaminess of the oh, goat yeah. cheese. Yeah, for It'd sure. It would be perfect. Um, even, like, um, a cherry fromage blanc. So that's, like, those, like, you know, tart cherry cheese oh, yeah. desserts. Um, and then something I thought also that was interesting is something caramel-based. Um, I think that those are things you don't necessarily automatically think of, mm-hmm. but that would work well. And foie gras, because foie gras is so heavy that potentially. I don't even the know acidity. the last time I had it. It's been it's a pretty rare occasion. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to imply that I normally eat like 
very decadent or fancy foods all the time. But yeah, I mean, I think that that would probably be pretty good. Also, again, because like the acidity in Riesling, much like, I know you mentioned champagne before, but, and Riesling is not used to make champagne. However, there's like, whenever your wine has acidity or, and, or bubbles, but like acidity, especially it helps to kind of cleanse your tongue and is like a palate cleanser. And so when you have something that is more decadent and rich, that acidity helps to kind of wash it out of your mouth for the next bite. So I could definitely see that as a really excellent pairing. Yeah. Yeah. So there's just some ideas for your fall table. Reasons to love Riesling. Exactly. Oh, it's so good. Things I'd never thought I would say. (laughs) But you did. But I did. But you did. I did. Now, I don't know about pumpkins or pumpkin pie. Um, But since we're talking about fall... I mean, I think we need to talk about pumpkins. I feel like you cannot not talk about pumpkins because this is the time of pumpkin everything. everything. Are you on the pumpkin spice train? No. I'm not. Okay. I'm going to say People no. People are probably going to hate me for that, I by know, the way. But I'm going to admit to two things. So, number one, I bought an espresso maker because I thought I was drinking too much coffee and uh-huh. I needed to regulate my quantity. Okay. Uh I had a problem. So we have one. I love it. They came out with pumpkin spice cake and I was like, I'm just going to get a box An of espresso? this. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm just going to get a box of this or sleeve and just see how it is. And damn, that shit is delicious. <laughs> it's, it's so good. And I, I normally don't love like everything pumpkin spice, but my God, like Oh, it's so I might have wonderful. to get some because we're due for a reorder. Oh, yes, you definitely should. I bought some and I tried to hide it from Sean so that he doesn't see it. So we can kind of savor it like even beyond fall because it's, you know, a limited edition or what have you. And so but unfortunately, um, I think he found it. That didn't work out. <sighs> Not yeah. really. Um, and then I'm also going to admit, don't judge me because I am a grown ass adult. However, I had a pumpkin pie pop tart recently. And I'm going to say it was as good as I thought it would be because it tasted like um, pumpkin pie crust around it. Not oh, like what... Not like what a Pop-Tart tastes exactly. like. Exactly. Oh, it was it was actually quite good. I haven't had a Pop-Tart in decades, I'm sure. But I don't typically like pumpkin pie. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of it. Adam, de- like, loves pumpkin pie. I, I would much rather take apple pie any I, day. You and me both. Or, yeah. like... I don't say any fruit, but like most fruit pies, I'm, I'm on that court for sure. Same. So yeah, we grew some pumpkins out in our garden this year. Um, Yes, you did. Which is exciting. Impressive. Yeah. I feel like you were growing the pumpkin for Cinderella too. I know. It did look like that, huh? (laughs) But yeah, have you been to a pumpkin patch? Not this year. Um, I was telling Sean that we need to go... But usually, I like to go once a year, not so much to, like, we don't have a place to really display, like, a pumpkin that we carve. Like, we used to carve pumpkins every year. I used to go, like, the traditional route of, like, triangular eyes, a square nose, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and a couple teeth or something. But um, I just like going because of the experience. Like, I like seeing everything and everyone. Um... I like going on, like, the rides, like, the wagon rides to go out to get them. Yeah. Um, so I usually get, like, maybe a small one there or something like that. Did you – have you gone this year? I n- I've never been. I'm an what? 
Yeah, I'm an apple orchard person or, you know, the cider You've never been to a pumpkin patch? No, not that I can recall. Mm-mm. That, wow, okay. Crazy, huh? There's one not far from here. Yeah, we should go. It's, yeah, I went there last year. It was actually really nice. But for me, um, it's been, it's always the apple picking and the cider mill. So there's oh. a specific cider mill um, where I grew up that we go every single uh-huh. year for the cider and, like, the donuts and oh the apples. Why are apple cider donuts so delicious? And apple well, cider Well, they're not apple cider donuts. It's apple cider and then there's hot I can't remember what kind of donuts. Oh. But it's every year since I was a kid. Oh, my God. And I just love Franklin Cider Mill in Michigan. Yep. And it's like, it's not, it's like everyone in the area, like, that's the place to go. Well, that's sure. the place to be. I actually have, Adam, when we were there, took a picture of this little sign they have. Mm-hmm. And had it framed for me, so. Aw. Yeah. I've had friends tell me that they have gone, and they're like, yep. We got a dozen apple cider donuts, and half of them were gone by the time we got in the car. Yeah, because you have to have them hot. You, yes, and so I felt inspired, so I actually made my own apple cider donuts. You did? I did. And? Um, they weren't apple cidery enough. I feel like the recipe itself didn't do a great job of guiding me to create, like, a syrup from the apple cider, so I think that's why. So I'm going to try to make them again, because everything else about them was phenomenal, but you're right donuts these types of donuts especially are meant to be eaten like immediately oh yeah like the bat it's in a paper bag and like you can see the oil at the bottom and it's like super hot oh yeah it's that experience you know so what else is fallish that you love um so i mean i do kind of like the decorations and seeing like the scarecrows and the halloween decorations oh halloween but also just like fall in general yeah um, I don't know why. I feel like I love seeing everyone's festive side come out. Yeah. And just seeing how people decorate. I mean, it's sure, it's a little different than, like, Christmas decorations. Right. Uh, but I don't know. It's just, to me, it just seems very classic. And because I love fall, it just puts me in a really good mood. I love the freaking colors, too. Oh, like, the colors are beautiful, especially if you live in the Midwest. Yes, With for sure. Trees. It's just so pretty. I also will admit, I mean, I like all the candy that comes out. Yes. But Sarah, so we, we've talked about this. You prefer like Reese's, the mini cups, right? Yes. Okay. So I prefer the shapes. Yeah. When it comes to Reese's, I like that ratio right. a little bit better. Yeah. But I have to tell you, I was hard pressed to find regular chocolate Reese's pumpkins. Oh. When I went to the store the other day because... They had Frankenstein-colored ones, which are green. No. They had white chocolate-covered pumpkins. They had white chocolate ghosts. not okay. And I was like, "Uh uh-uh. Just give me the damn pumpkins covered in chocolate. I was getting very irate. (laughs) Sean's just like, let's just buy regular Reese's. You're like, like, no. "No." I need the pumpkin (laughs) Reese's. Screw you. Yeah. I was like, no. You brought me down this aisle. This is what we're getting. Right. So we did. I did find some, but I was I was rather disappointed because I feel like they're catering to too many different flavors now, and I'm like, pick a lane, pick what you're gonna do, mm-hmm. stick it. with it, stick with it. Yep, do something good and stick with it. Yeah. What else? What else do you tend to do? Um, I mean, I start making soup. Ooh, 
Yeah. I feel like it's, you know, you just want to make soup now, which I don't really ever want to make in the summer. And like stews and chilies. I don't really like chili, but you know what I'm saying. I like chili on a rare occasion, but yes, definitely like more hearty, warming. Mm-hmm, like so mm-hmm. you get warm from like the mm-hmm. inside out. Um, hot chocolate. Oh, yeah. Hot chocolate. Um, uh, bonfires. Oh. It's bonfire season, man. When it's like sure. 50 degrees and it's crisp and you put the fire in your sweatshirt, you know. I think that, and then you start making the s'mores. Even oh, though s'mores yeah. is totally a summer thing, too. It is, but it's also not. Yeah. I mean, like, I do equate it with bonfires, and I feel like in the fall, that's, like, when people go hang out. It also reminds me, like, I feel like when people tailgate, too. Like, yeah. they have, like, bonfires going to some extent. Yeah. So football, that's so, another thing, even though yeah. this year is a little different. But, um, you know, definitely fall football is a, is a Are big Are you ready thing. for some football, people? I don't fucking I don't know, know anything. I, I don't, don't know, know sports. On. Okay, so I have never been. I have always wanted to go to Oktoberfest, like traditional Oktoberfest. In Germany? Yes. I've been. I, you went, wasn't it with your brother? I went with my brother. Yeah. We were meeting my other family in Germany, including my mom. And then me and him took a side trip to Oktoberfest for a few days. Where, which town were you in? It's in Munich. That's in the, Munich. That's the main one. So, I mean, it's a lot of fun. It's like a huge fair where people are drinking a lot of beer. Like that's, That sounds like Wisconsin. It really. It's really like that. So, um, but tell yeah, me. I do feel like somebody should have been there with me and my brother to be a buffer. A buffer? How's well, that now? we were just like very both hot-headed and like he was <laughs> drinking a ton and I did not want to like bail his ass out of German jail. <laughs> so I was oh just like, God. oh my God, how am I going to deal with you? Like, because then I felt like I'm not going to get super wasted because he's my little brother. You felt like you had to take care of him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's not little. He's only like two years younger than me, but still. I hear you. You know, That's I was okay. just like, so I'm like texting my mom like, and he's like, I want to pee outside. Like, he wanted to pee in public, and I'm like, you're going to get arrested. He's like, oh, you can pee in public in Germany. That's not true. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can't pee in public yeah. anywhere. But we had fun. It was a good time, um, and I would definitely go back. Did you wear traditional garb or no? No, 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 no. I wore Do a, a lot sweater of people? and jeans. Like, uh, when yeah. you were there? Uh-huh. Because I feel like if I were to ever go, I would want to do it right. And I would want to wear a dirndl, right? Yeah. I think that's how you say it. And I would sure as hell make Sean wear lederhosen. My brother did wear, like, the checkered shirts that everyone wears. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So he was wearing um, one of those. But um, it was a great time. We actually, you know, Adam's German. Yeah. We were actually, he he, he does an Oktoberfest every year, this family. Mm. And he hasn't since we've been married. And so, not because of me, guys. Um <laughs> So we were going to do one this year, but unfortunately it had to be canceled because of, you know, world events. So, but it was going to be like... Next year is yeah, your year. Yeah, next year. We were going to have tents out. We were going to have... Oh my God. Like the tables with the benches. We were going to have a roast pig. We were going to oh have... Oh my God. His mom was going to make strudel. Like... You could make... Don't you? Oh, you make be, a cobbler. That's right. I make cobbler, yeah. But yeah. the strudel is like the traditional German thing. Oh, and then someone was going to bring the big pretzels. So like... <sighs> course lots of beer so we were gonna go all out but it sounds so i mean and i'm not a huge beer person i'm not but like when in rome i mean i feel like and we have homebrew which is actually really good oh yep someone's been busy yep i don't know so next Next year year. 
make it make it happen. But I am really getting into like the Halloween costume this year. Are you? So what yeah. are you? I know you weren't you Gamora? Was it last year? Yeah, I can't tell everybody. Oh, because there's it's gonna, a secret right yeah, now. It's a secret. Okay, you'll have to tell us after. I'll tell you guys after. So in two podcasts, okay? Yeah, two episodes. I, but I'll tell you that the dog is part of the costume. Wait, did you just like totally give away what you're doing? No, no, he, we're not doing Wizard of Oz. <laughs> okay, because that's what I was thinking. We were gonna. I was like, now right now not. with your hair, I was like, I could see those braids, uh-huh. the pigtail braids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you would be very cute, Dorothy. Okay, thank you. All right. We were going to, but oh my god, we actually switched it. Oh my god, now I have to out. think. This yeah. is crazy. Okay. Yep. So Winston's part of part of the costume. I um, I typically now do you when you do costumes. Serious question. Do you typically go store bought or you go like piecemeal, put together yourself? So I've done both. What's your preference? I prefer doing it myself because I feel like it's better quality. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, sometimes it just gets hard and it's just easier to buy something. It's a lot of work. Yeah. It's a lot of forethought. Yeah. You what about you? Yourself. I typically go the lazy route. And, well, like <laughs> one year I decided to go as Luke Skywalker to Sean's Leia. And I just wanted to wear warm clothes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I got to wear like my normal clothes that kind of looked like a Jedi. And I was like, okay, that works. But I I don't know. I'm trying to think back to my past costumes. Like Sean and I really, we've made a lot of ours. But I, it's, I always have brilliant ideas like right after Halloween. And then I always forget them. And so it becomes like super stressful for me to think of something like really clever when the time comes again. So you got to write, you got to have a, like a Halloween book and just start I, writing them down. This is why I have like a million notes on my freaking yeah. phone. But so I don't, I, we actually don't know what we're going to do this year. I honestly have kind of like totally put it out of my mind because there's just been a lot of other stuff happening. So, right. Oh man, I guess I should really think about this. So what else do you like to do in the fall? I guess I prefer to do like maybe kind of outdoor things. Yeah. But I am such a it's weird like person about temperature. I know. Yeah, this is like I mean we saw all the bees out here earlier. It's like definitely the last days of yeah. decent weather before yeah. everything's dead. Well, I did buy a patio heater, so I'm hoping to extend <laughs> extend our outdoor days to November is my hope. Just as long as there's no snow. Yeah, exactly. I think I can do it as long as it stays above 40 degrees. Yeah. With a patio heater. I think I'll be okay. Yeah. But I like like going on walks again to kind yeah. of see the colors and everything. Yeah. And there's something so stupid about this, but like the air just smells different. Mm-hmm. Oh, it totally does. And it's like the leaves. It's yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. No, so it totally does. You know, this is these are the sort of days where. I feel like it's less about kind of going out with like, if I were going to go out on a walk or a run by myself, I would just be probably normally having headphones in or something like that and kind of tuning out. But this is the time of year where I just really feel like you can hear the leaves rustling. And I also love the crunch of leaves on the ground. Like I love stepping on leaves to crunch them. So you can't have distractions in your ears in order to do that. What about jumping in leaf piles? I don't do that and I don't know why it weirds me out. I don't think I ever did that as a kid either. Well, I can tell you that Winston and I have been playing in a lot of leaf piles. (laughs) 
I might have to post one of our videos on Instagram. You should. Yeah. You should. Because he, he's loving the leaf piles. Oh, my gosh. I always, wonder, I always like, get concerned, like, there are going to be, like, little... Actually, I'll tell you why I don't do it. Like, little critters in there, oh. number one. But also... What if it's a freshly raked one? Okay, that might be different. Yeah. But the other thing is that whenever I see piles, like, whenever I used to, was running a lot... And I would see piles. I remember people cautioning against like running through leaf piles because you don't know if they're like little acorns or something and nuts like underneath. And so if you step on it, you could roll an ankle or something. Oh, and I was yeah. always really paranoid about doing that. So I thought you were going to say like someone could be hiding in one. And I was oh, like, that would be really hard to do. Um, I was also going to say like, no, thank you. I don't require a real life jump scare. Like yeah. plenty of them in yeah. movies and such exactly. around this time of year. But no, thank you. I would have a heart attack and pee my pants promptly. All at the same time. Whew. All at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. So scary stuff is not really my jam. Same. I can't handle it. I hate it. I never want to watch scary movies. I don't like it. I, I'm just like, why? 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 Why would I put myself through that? And like, although, have you ever been like on a ghost tour? No. Oh, okay. I did go to a haunted house with one of my best friends in pharmacy school. And uh-huh. Here? No, Michigan. In Michigan, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, pre-Wisconsin. Okay. Uh, and it was freaky. I think that was it for me. I was done after that. I can't remember if I went last year or the year before here in Wisconsin. There's a reason why I don't go. Yeah, no. I lost my voice just screaming at the people who I knew were there, but I couldn't see, yelling, I know you're there. <laughs> and then you, like, feel the breath and, like, then, no. Like, I, I don't need that in my life. I just don't need that in my life. Like, I don't. I don't. It's just so much anxiety. It really is. And then it's, like, I all I always think that, like, ghost stories sound really cool, but then I start to think about if they are real. And, oh, my God, is there a ghost by me? Yeah, no. Oh, my I'm God. Gonna... I didn't even tell you this. Oh, God. Oh, no. <sighs> Sarah. DB peeps, you're going to think I'm insane. I swear I'm not. <laughs> so I had to put the cookie down. <laughs> the other morning, like, I, like, you, I've told you I'm not a fantastic sleeper. And so I was getting, like, yeah. super fidgety in the middle of the night, like, 2 a.m. So I was just like, oh, my God, I'm going to wake Sean up. Like, I need to, I need to, I need to go out. So I leave the bedroom. <laughs> And I turn, and in my living room, my TV is on, and I have a bear, like a stuffed bear, that a friend gave me. It was sitting, literally, propped up in the middle of the couch, staring at the TV. Oh my god, why? I don't know. It wasn't there when I went to bed. Nuh-uh. I swear to god. No. I swear to God. Did Sean do it? I texted him um, like later because I had started work and then he got up and went to work or whatever. And I was like, oh, by the way. And I had taken a picture like because I was like scared out of my fucking mind. Right. And so I was like, is somebody in the apartment? And so I did like a little search or whatever uh, because it was so weird. Yeah. Like the bear was literally just staring at the TV like it was like watching something. And then, but it was on like the, um, like the screensaver thing on the TV, like whatever. So I texted Sean and I was like, uh, bro, did you like think this was funny or something when you came to bed? And he's like, no. He's like, why would I have done that? And I was like, this is what I'm asking you. (laughs) Did you do this? And he's like, no. (laughs) 
Oh my god, <laughs> Jamie, I'm like freaking out right now for you. Uh, so the bear got banished for like two weeks because this is this basically happened like a couple weeks ago, and the bear was banished. And only now has he resumed his spot on the back of the couch. Because that's where he used to live. Like, on the back of, like, the other side of the sectional. So how it got to where it was, it, it's Do beyond Do either of me. you sleepwalk? No. Oh, God. Just no. Just no. <laughs> See, like, just that story makes me... I can't. And, like, do you want me to go to a haunted house or something? Like, no. God, just no. no. Just no to all. Not only no, but. Capital N-O. Fuck no. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah. You just took the words out of my mouth. Yeah. Yep. No. Yeah. So, I tend to take things to the extreme. Give me, like, a little bit to go. And my imagination just runs wild. Yeah. And I, I can't handle it. I simply cannot handle it. Needless to say, I didn't sleep after that night. But. Uh, I don't blame you. Whew. Anyway, so, yeah, st- I will stick with my Hocus Pocus. I like that movie. And um, I can watch slasher flicks from, like, the 80s because it's so obviously fake. Right. That it doesn't scare me anymore. But anything present day, mm-mm. Yeah, Count no, me out. I'm good. I'm mm-mm. good. Mm-mm. Like The Ring and all that bullshit? I like, did just watch that, though. Oh, I God, lie. no. I can't. With commercials and with a friend who was, like, talking to the TV the whole time. And I was like, okay. I was like, you're making this much more enjoyable for me yeah. <laughs> because it's less, it's less real. Yeah. Um, oh man. Yeah. That's the thing. I think that's why I like fall and not totally Halloween. Yeah. Cause I can ignore all the scary. Yeah. But I think Halloween can be fun without the scary, you know? It can be. So I just think a lot of people try to take it there. Exactly. I'm good without it. Like the costumes and the candy, like that's fun. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. everything else can kiss my ass. <laughs> the scariness just no no to all of that i'm not walking in a graveyard at night not doing any of that shit no thank you so on a lighter note i do enjoy having a nice uh adult beverage while my having my fall walks oh yes maybe a little spiked apple cider i was just gonna or, say as weird as it sounds a little fireball in your apple cider yeah or you know yep some late harvest riesling yeah I mean, you want to go back to the wine here? Let's go back to the wine. Mm-hmm. Again, I really think that Riesling is like my white grape. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And it's because it has such unique aromas, I think. And because it doesn't have to be super sweet, but there is like, I feel like it sounds like there's a tornado happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I do, I also like it because it has a lot of variety to it. So like, you can have anywhere from dry to sweet. And there are certainly times that that's, those sweet wines are like exactly what you're looking for. And so I no longer knock it like I used to. Just tasting this right now, it really does taste like fall. I'm not even going to lie. Like, and maybe it's like the crisp So I'm weather. wondering, because we had this in the freezer for a while too. I am wondering like in the fall when it's like a cool atmosphere anyway, especially us being outside. I wonder if we didn't even have to put it in the freezer. I do think I like that crisp taste to it. It makes it a, yeah. a little bitier, a little yeah, zippier. Yeah, I do yeah. enjoy that. And I think I think it goes well with the acidity. So for me, I would like a little chill on it. It doesn't have to be cold, but I'd like a little chill on it. Yeah. So. But I think you're right. The whole petrol thing, I think, I feel like there's a slight apricot, a little florally, mm-hmm. like maybe like a white blossom on the nose. Definitely a little bit of that lemon on the palate. Yep. It, it definitely has that little bit of honey as well. Yeah. I'd say candied lemon. Oh, that's a that's a much better qualifier for sure. Um, but like the, the apricot, 
like it does well with like desserts that are like dried fruits like apricot dates things like that as I well. mean a cheese plate like come on yeah exactly like, it's perfect and nuts yeah check check it out guys try some I, I I'm I'm interested in trying some from Washington now or pulling out that late harvest Chateau, Chateau Saint Jean, Saint Jean. yeah uh-huh. yeah I will definitely have to do that yeah when I go back down to Chi-Town go back down memory lane too <sighs> I know. I was just looking at some of our other Napa wines yeah. that I picked up there. Yeah, but, and I mean, Napa will make it out of these fires, but you yeah. know, um, I hope to be there soon again after. Me they too. Recover, so. Me too. From a person who despised and used to say absolutely no Riesling, like Riesling is a solid grape, and I actually like Carl Herb. This is not the first Carl Herb that we've had, and in fact, I don't know that we. I think we had a cabinet before, so at least I did. So I'm just continually impressed and think that it's it's a great buy. Agreed. That's a great price too, man. Yeah. So, all right. Well, oh. um, we're going to turn in on these fall festivities and get Yeah, before inside. we get blown away by the fall. So, <laughs> But until next time, DB peeps, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform to help spread the DBP word. Check out our website and blog at dbpcheers.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at dbpcheers or on the Drunk Bitches Podcast Facebook page. We'd love to hear from you. So send your questions, comments, and fun wine or topic ideas to dbpcheers at gmail.com. Until next time. Cheers Cheers from from the the girls of DBP. DBP.